And today's episode is brought to you by Boulevard. Kansas City is a home to a rich brewing history dating back to the 1880s where Ferdheim and George Muehlbach and the marks they made can still be seen today throughout the city. Prohibition took its toll on the breweries in KC, but in 1989, Boulevard Brewing Company founder John McDonald rekindled that brewing tradition when he brewed and sold his first batch of pale ale. More than 30 years later, that spirit of Kansas City can-do attitude is in everything Boulevard does, from creating Tank 7, an award-winning American Saison, to brewing Space Camper, Cosmic IPA, an exhilarating exploration into the universe of hops, to developing one of the nation's largest barrel aging programs, and even more recently with the introduction of Quark Hard Seltzers, aka Cubones, which are real fruit, real fun. At the heart of Boulevard Brewing Company lies the intersection of traditional brewing and modern technology. Visit the brewery and take a tour to sip and see 32 years of brewing experience and maybe catch a glimpse of the future to where that Kansas City spirit of innovation will leave. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is February 23rd, and welcome to the family, to my uh, goddaughter, Madeline. Yeah. She's here. Congratulations, Kev. This is a, this is a huge day for you. Uh, I know. As a godfather, I mean, yeah, massive day for you. I'm, I'm so proud and happy for you. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work you put into this. And I don't think I've been getting the attention that I've deserved. A lot of people have been congratulating you and Megan. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, I think out of the three of us, Megan has probably done the least amount of work. So I think, (laughs) I think that, yeah, I think more attention needs to be paid to you and I for this. Yeah, I think so too. But congratulations, Madeline. She's here. Healthy baby, healthy mom. Um, so that's why the episode's a day late today. So, um, you know, Madeline already causing problems yeah. with the podcast. Many people um, are asking, is is it even worth it? If, <laughs> if the podcast is one day late, uh, is, it, is it even worth all this trouble for it, having kids? That'll be uh, a reminder that I give her now constantly as her godfather. God, I really hope, mm-hmm. I really, really, really genuinely hope that in seven years when um, when she can understand like we're not telling stories about this podcast. Like I really hope that that's not a thing that's happening where it's like, Madeline, you know, you made a couple podcasts be late. Um, I hope she's like, I hope we just aren't, aren't ever talking about it. I hope she's like, what are podcasts? I hope podcasts are dead. <laughs> Hopefully we're not like, pray to God, we're not still doing it and be like, Madeline, you know, the day you were born, it was episode 148. And, and now we're on episode 623. Hey, it could be. I, I talked to some, um, you know, people, some people who are very interested in starting podcasts today at the Kansas City uh, Business Summit uh, Wow. today. So, uh, you know, it could, it, I could have inspired some people to continue to go on. Are you a businessman now? 
I'm a businessman now. There was a uh, professor from Johnson County Community College, and I pitched the idea of an intern to her. She liked it. So like a media TikTok, a media professor. Uh huh. Yeah. She said instead of like a radio broadcasting class, they now have a podcasting cat class. And I was like, well, we intern. Let's talk. And she Free was labor. interested. Free labor. I think we, I think we wanted to hire oh, yeah. an intern right when, uh, right when all that stuff was going on about not paying interns, uh, yes, for, it was. particularly for media, uh, positions. So, um, so I think that, I think we backed off because of that, but, but yeah, if you're interested in, um, in the hottest podcast around <laughs> that's going to be around for seven more years and want an internship, we will take mm-hmm. you, we will take you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a podcast right now while my three day old, uh, baby sleeps and I've just got, you know, I've got my priorities right, right where they should be. And, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited, excited, excited. Haven't slept much, yeah. but uh, yeah, ready to have yeah. you be here. How's your, how's your mental state right now? How much sleep have you gotten in the past um, 48, 72 yeah. hours? Very much? Honest, honestly, I'm doing pretty good. Honestly, I'm doing pretty good. We've, we've had a lot of help. We, um, you know, we were at Advent Health. More on that to come in the personal pine tar, spending a couple of nights in a, in a okay. hospital um, you're going to have some, some complaints for sure, but, uh, great people over there. Um, uh, we were able to get, um, good sleep and, um, and so, yeah, we are, uh, we're doing pretty good. I would say, um, Madeline is, is, uh, about as chill, easy, um, easy as they come. Great sleeper so far. So she's probably waking up right now as I'm, as I'm talking, but, uh, but yeah, great sleeper so far. We've had a lot of help. So yeah, everything's been good. We're in good shape. Okay. And I can't wait to come and meet her this weekend. Very excited. Yeah, we're excited so. to have you. Okay. Um, so, again, more baby talk uh, when it comes to personal pine tart down the road. So stay tuned yep, for that. for sure. Because, of course, we're going to find a way to complain, as yep. we always do each episode. Um, but also this week, uh, we had um, an interview with Taco the Town, another great local Kansas City podcast. Uh, that Danny and I got to be guests on, uh, which was a ton of fun. That episode came out on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, and we got to try some of Quick Trip's new tacos. Yep. Uh, this week. I think, which it, I think you got to listen to the podcast so we can talk you through what we thought. But we sat down with David Keith, who hosts that podcast, and it was awesome. That guy, he brings his A game, and he is so prepared. For those so prepared, so prepared like, for his interviews, made me yeah. feel like made me feel like I should probably do some more preparing for interviews and the well, podcast you, in general. Yeah, you've got me to fall back on, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but this guy is just unbelievably prepared. Had really fun segments, really fun questions, very engaging. We we had a blast um, with Taco the Town. Yeah, it was perfect because we. Um, you know, we're a day late and we didn't put out a podcast yesterday, but in a way we did because our episode with, with Taco the Town came out yesterday. So it was a, a very special episode, obviously, you know, Tuesday, 2 22 I don't know if you heard this. Have you seen this, Kevin? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I got you. I froze on me. Froze at me. Okay. You're just going to keep rolling? Uh, screw it. Let's just uh, keep I rolling. So. Let's just keep rolling. Yeah, let's just but, keep um, rolling. But yeah, I don't know if you heard about it, 222, 22, 22. 
it's a thing. Brand, and National Margarita Day. And National, National Margarita, Margarita Day. Day. And uh, and it was a Tuesday. Um, so you know, brands brands went off on Twitter mm-hmm. with with all yep. the twos. So um, if you didn't make and a two reference, um, then what are you even doing online? Uh, yeah, so. so we will be making our two references obviously, as well. Obviously, uh, mixed plate of Kansas City duos uh, is what we're going to be doing for our mixed plate at the end of the episode. So, but yeah, uh, two but epi- to- two episodes this week, two podcasts out there this mm-hmm. week featuring um, one of I think Kansas City's greatest duo, me and you, the Ritz Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Good and point. Uh, so we got that Taco the Town podcast. Plus, you know, if you were one of the seven people that came to my talk um, for the <laughs> seven hundred, right? Seven hundred. I had, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, it glitched. Uh, there was a skip in the audio there. Um, then you got that content, and now you're getting this podcast content as well. So, a lot of content out there for you um, from the Ritz Brothers this week. So, um, I guess that's kind of what I got. Is it time? Are you ready to jump into the content of this episode? Let's rock and roll. Okay. All right. We've got some openings and closings around Kansas City as we get to them every week. Um, The first one up, I'm excited to try this place just based off the pictures alone. It's called Stag Pizza. Yes. Um, And I believe the owners and the founders of this are... Um, bakers by trade so the crust you know is about to be oh yeah so dang good i think like locally milled flour or, or that they're sourcing for their dough and, okay. and are they down in the west bottoms out of a food truck do they have a um, brick and mortar yet yeah so i put this on opening because I, it, it looks like they just opened um their first like brick and mortar store so it was a food truck um as far as i can tell their first post on on instagram was from October 2018, so uh, like three and a half years ago, they had um, they they started out of a food truck. They they're at the campground a lot in the West Bottoms. I mm, think that's where they're at a great lot. Great spot. I think they're um, great cocktails. They have a few like regular places that they would go to, but they've got their own brick and mortar place uh, in what's called Pendleton Heights, which is like the northeast. Think like. A little bit east of Garozos, up, up uh, the original Garozos, and like Columbus Park area um, over there. That's Pendleton Heights. It's twenty twenty two Lexington, Lexington Avenue is the uh, is the address. Um, it's open only uh, select hours, so Fridays from five to nine, and then Saturdays uh, lunch window from eleven to two, and then a dinner window from five to nine. So only open on Fridays and Saturdays, but. It looks amazing. They've got like this 900 degree oven, like you said. They're bakers. I mean, local, locally milled flour. Like, I mean, they, like go to their Instagram page. It's the most hipster place on the internet. Um, but like, it looks, it looks amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, they've got cool merch too. We might have to get some merch represent uh, Bishop Miege as well. Yeah, go Stags. Uh, I know that that the crust I'm excited for. One, because of I'm sure they're very, very good as bakers making some crust. And then that hot oven, <sighs> that combination, that's how you get the perfect crust on uh, the pizza. Yeah. So I've been a cook for like, I, I I've been can't a cook wait for like four try. minutes. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to try it. So that's Stag Pizza getting their brick and mortar store um, in Pendleton Heights. Follow them on social media. They'll post about their hours. And yeah, you might have too. to order so, online. Uh, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Also, um, this is a, I mean, now opening another location uh, is Front Range, uh, which is a coffee shop and bar, I think, too. Um, they've opened up a Waldo location. They serve cocktails, I believe. I think at the one okay. in Fairway, they serve cocktails uh, and coffee. Uh, but that's Front Range opening up in Waldo. It is or, is it, or is it Brookside? It's right, it's right there. It's on the northeast corner of Gregory and Oak. So northeast corner. So I think, I think that officially makes it Brookside because it's, it's north of Gregory. Um, but it's east of Oak. It's, it's confusing. I, I don't know where the lines mm-hmm. are, but it's, it's front range Waldo Brookside. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. We'll have to ask Mayor of Waldo, Benny Ritz, um, if he's mm-hmm. claiming uh, front range or not, I know you know if the governor Stumpies has gotten in, gotten the ire of uh, of May- uh, Waldo Mayor Benny Ritz uh, because they called themselves um, uh, South Brookside. Uh, governor Stumpies did, even though they were south of, of Gregory. So we'll have to get his uh, opinion on front range and where it lies, yeah. um, whether it's under his his realm or not. Um, but yeah, th- these are the guys from Maiden KC. Go to Maiden KC place. Um, think, think, yeah, cafe. Uh, they have Parisi breakfast sandwiches. They've got a lot of food from a bunch of different like makers. Again, Made in KC, like their concepts are like we'll do the brick and mortar stuff. We'll do the the, the cafe and like staff it and get the places to eat. But you can bring in if you're a a small maker who has like a a small specialty, then you can bring your food in and uh, serve it here. So they've got like Meat Mitch, the barbecue place. They've got Meat Mitch popcorn there. They've got Maddie's Food Breakfast Burritos, mm-hmm. which Maddie's is like a vegan uh, restaurant um, in uh, in Brookside. So they've got like vegan breakfast spots from for, or uh, menu items from them. So again, um, kind of just like a lot of different makers come in, serve their stuff there. So you can grab a lot of different stuff. That's Front Range in... Waldo Brookside? I don't know. But that place, okay, so, that, so yeah. this place is like, it's, it's like a seven-minute walk from my house and, and a two-minute drive. We needed another cafe. I'm stoked about this. Uh, we've been waiting for this to open, so very excited about this. Awesome, yeah. Uh, Jack Ritz has been there. Got the report from him. He loved it. Great okay. experience. Spent a couple hours there. Excellent. So, uh, but he did not have a comment on if it was Waldo or Brookside, though. No comment yet. Okay. So... All right. Also, I know. Um, also, it opening up. Uh, I will be there uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. Influencer uh, night. As this comes out, influencer night. The Taco Bell Cantina in Westport. It's below the Wesley Apartments, across um, Broadway from where Hopcat used to be, where Fountain House is now going. The bunker. It's across the street from that. So, I mean, Taco Bell Cantina. That's going to be open late night, serving beer. Um, burritos, tacos, you know, um, so I've been to the Taco Bell Cantina made famous on the internet, the one on the beach. Oh, um, in like uh, Malibu? It's actually in uh, Half Moon Bay. Um, oh, yeah, Just totally. right, right outside San Francisco, but it's a Taco Bell Cantina right on the beach where you can watch people surf. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little bit different, but still same vibes, Taco Bell Cantina. I think they're even going to have Boulevard on tap there. Oh, yeah, they got Boulevard on tap. Um, yeah, I mean, it's trying to be like a sports bar, uh, so probably mm-hmm. different than the one on the beach. Oh, and, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, it yeah. probably will be. So it's definitely trying to be like a sports bar. Uh, they've got like 20 TVs. 
Um, the grand opening is March 4th. They've done some soft openings, it, it appears, and then Influencer Night is tonight. So I think Kevin's going to go, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll bring my four-day-old baby. That seems like a, a great place for a, a four-day-old. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, 20 TVs, VIP rooms, um, indoor and outdoor bars. Uh, they want like you to do like private events there. Um, they're open what? from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. So that's five hours. That's like a casino. That's casino times right there. Um, mm. My favorite thing is they have a. In, I've seen a picture on, from the inside. They have a painting of like a football player, and they didn't license with the NFL or anything like that. Um, so they have a they have a paintings of like murals. Think murals of these like football players and baseball players, and they're in like Taco Bell sports uniforms, but they're exactly you know, Chiefs colors and Royals colors. And the and the football player is in, he, he's like small enough and he's got the body type of a wide receiver and he's like carrying a, a party pack, like a football, you know, a 12-pack party pack of tacos, like a yeah. football. And wide receiver face mask and he's number 62. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like one of those, the, the, the painter doesn't, you know, doesn't know he just probably threw a number on there. So he was 62. Mm-hmm. Was that our guy, Austin Ryder? That was Ryder. Uh-huh. And now Joe Thune is 62. Oh, I thought he was 60, 58, 58. No. Okay. Humphrey, uh, uh, Creed is 52, right? Yep. Okay. Also, great number 62, uh, Casey Wigman. Yeah, great polling center. Uh, I'm excited to go uh, to this. DJ Aston Martin is going to be there. Let's so, go. I mean, DJ Aston Martin at a Taco Bell, like, what more could you want? I what don't... more? And they have Twisted Frozen Baja Blast. So I think that means I'm getting a Frozen Baja Blast with booze in it. Okay. so That's going to be wild. I, I, I wonder if they're going to have the, the hard seltzer Baja Blast or hard soda, the hard soda Baja Blast. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for gotta this. Get our, I'm gotta excited get our gotta get our producer. Uh, gotta get our producer Tucker Franklin. Tucker, there he's got to chug it as he's doing uh, a TikTok series on on uh, on hard seltzers and hard sodas. You gotta love it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, uh, closing this week uh, out in Olathe. Uh, the pizza shop out in Olathe is closing. So, uh, I mean, I'm not a big pizza shop fan. I've I've never okay. thought their pizza's that great. I'm not a a fan of the pink stuff salad dressing. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you a pizza yeah, shop I, pizza shop guy? Uh, it, it's okay. Um, it's all right. Uh, it's um, like the 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 phrase like pizza shop closing in Olathe is like one of the most Johnson County like phrases of all time. Um, but <laughs> the yeah the franchise that pizza shop has been open in Olathe for 46 years. Okay. So I mean, pretty good sustainability, and they didn't close. They didn't close because of like COVID or staffing or anything. All time backfire. They the franchisee like owned the building, and then the franchise the franchisee sold the building, having owned it, sold it, and then the person who bought who uh, bought it from them didn't want to renew the lease of Pizza Shop. So basically. Uh, bought the building from uh, Pizza Shop and then kicked Pizza Shop franchise out of the building. Um, so probably thought it was a savvy business move, but an all-time backfire. 
Um, so they're looking for another. There's already a, a pizza shop in Olathe, so there were two. Um, but uh, so they're already looking for a, a second location. Um, I didn't know a pizza shop had been around since 1967. There's 15 locations. Are you texting me right now? No, I'm not texting you. Okay. I'm texting Jesse. I'm asking. I'm kicking her off the internet because our connection is getting spotty. So okay, yeah. Uh, but I did. I did hear the wrap up of that, and yeah, that is an all time backfire. <laughs> that that they have sucks. 15, 15 um, locations. All right. So yeah, it's just I appreciate them as a local business in Kansas City. I'm just. I'm never making plans to go to a pizza shop. Like if somebody is like, you got to come to the pizza shop with me. Okay, great. I'm in it for just out of convenience. Okay, sure. I'll go, but I'm not making plans to go to pizza shop. So, um, all right, let's move into a a little, what we tried this week. Uh, I'm going to stay on the topic of pizza here. Uh, I got to try Rock Hill grills pizza. Oh, Um, nice. So I, honestly, I don't know if they're serving this in um, in house or if this is a ghost kitchen, um, but um, they've been promoting it a lot on their social media. Um, it's on DoorDash and Uber Eats, so it's easy uh, to order and get to. Um, it, and it was really good. It's a thin crust, um, more of like an oval shaped pizza. Um, okay. And um, really good, crispy, thin crust pizza. Um, I would say probably a good good size to split between two people um, and came really quickly on DoorDash, came hot, um, still still crunchy, not soggy when it got there. Um, I just went with some sausage and pepperoni, but they have a couple specialties um, that look pretty good on there too. But um, really good, thin crust, light pizza, would recommend it. Um, that's Rock Hill Pizza out of Rock Hill Grill in the Crossroads. I wonder, do you is it only available via like DoorDash and other um, delivery apps? Um, I don't know. That's how I got it. Okay, but uh, I'll, I'll awesome. do a little research while you're talking. Yeah. So this week I tried lemongrass um, Thai in Old Over in the Park. I don't know how I've never had this place. Um, this is this is one of those what did we tried this week where that's I like so start. Good. Start by profusely apologizing to um, to all of Kansas Cityans for not having tried lemon. I have yet. one of those next week. Okay, but it, it, it's it's so dang good. Um, mm-hmm. We we had it uh, delivered to us in the hospital um, by uh, my mother in law. So the I had the um, I had the hot um, um, uh, fried rice, pork fried rice, Thai fried rice, and. Uh, that was probably a mistake, um, ordering spicy Thai food um, while staying two nights in a hospital. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a mistake there. Um, if, you, if you catch my drift, um, the, the hospital bathroom is not my home bathroom, so um, more, on, more on the hospital bathroom later. Um, obviously, more to come on that. But, um, but amazing, amazing um, Thai food. Um, Megan uh, got the pad thai. Um, that was also very good. Egg rolls, delicious. Crab rangoon, delicious. Um, yeah, hand up. Huge miss on my part for not having had lemongrass yet. So uh, that's lemongrass. It's an old OP. Um, yeah, delicious. 10 out of 10. Yeah. 
Uh, Lemongrass, fantastic. Can't recommend that enough. One of my favorite Thai places in the city. Um, also available on a lot of the apps uh, to have it delivered. So if you're hungover on Sunday, what a, it's a it's good. It's what close. about the what about the app? Uh, text text your mother in law because you just had a baby and uh, everyone's pampering you. Mm, that? That's a nice app. That's What's the app? delivery charge on that? <laughs> the delivery free? charge is free. It's come up and see the baby. Okay, there you go. Um, all right, so that is what we tried this week. This week, our interview, um, we got to to sit down with, uh, who do we sit down with? Brandon Calloway. He is the um, founder of a nonprofit in Kansas City called GIFT. Um, if you haven't heard of GIFT, it's a really incredible organization uh, that helps black-owned businesses in Kansas City. Um, so it helps give grants to these businesses um, and then also helps them throughout their first year uh, in that partnership, provide them with things like marketing services, accounting services, help with social media. Um, so it's an awesome interview that um, we got to learn about this program um, with <clears throat> uh, Brandon. Um, and they're also um, backed by Lead Bank. So it's part of our Leading the Line series. Um, so um, a really awesome interview. And, and Danny, I mean, we had a great time. Yeah, it was one of those. Brandon. Yeah, it was one of those interviews where, um, like, I wrote down a boatload of questions, but didn't have to go to any of them because it just turned into a, a really awesome conversation. Um, and um, I mean, he knows his stuff. Uh, he knows his Kansas City history, um, and it was just it was it was a great eye-opening interview from my standpoint. And uh, and again had all these questions written down, didn't have to go to them because it, it was just a great conversation. So, um, yeah, here's Brandon. This interview is part of our Leading the Line series. This series is in collaboration with Lead Bank to highlight the compassionate people and their imaginative work that is making a difference in our local community. Lead Bank takes the responsibility of being a community bank seriously and is dedicated to making our Kansas City an even stronger and neater community, a community that draws its strength and success from a shared commitment to openness regardless of neighborhood, gender, language, or ethnicity. Lead Bank will be at the heart of that commitment, bringing people, capital, and innovation together for the welfare of the city. Lead Bank recognizes the importance of economic inclusion and that by being a community bank, that means serving and supporting all communities. Lead Bank is proud to support the Kansas City Gift and their movement dedicated to cementing a better future for all. Today's guest is Brandon Calloway, the CEO and co-founder of Gift, generating income for tomorrow. If you are looking for high-quality financial products from a bank that is committed to being your bank for good, then look no farther. For more information, call 816-220-8600 or visit www.lead.bank. Now here's Brandon. All right, today we are joined by Brandon Calloway. He's the CEO and co-founder of GIFT. Uh, so I think probably a good place to start is uh, GIFT is an acronym. Mm -hmm. So we need to know what that means right. for all of our audience. <laughs> and then tell us a little bit about uh, not only what it stands for, but what your mission is, too, at GIFT. Yeah, yeah. so GIFT uh, stands for Generating Income for Tomorrow. And what we do is pretty simple. You know, we raise money and then we give out grants to uh, black-owned businesses 
that operate uh, or are located on the east side of Kansas City. So in the historically redlined area of Kansas City where black poverty is currently still most concentrated, uh, we identify businesses that are there, help them grow through grant funding so that they can create jobs for the individuals that live in that community. And so we give out grants in the amount of $10,000, $25,000, or $50,000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're able to, or this is part of our Leading the Line series, series Lead Bank. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your partnership with Lead Bank, who I think does, I mean, when we talk to guests, we always say, you know, mm-hmm. this is awesome that Lead Bank is, you know, talks the talk and walks the walk, mm-hmm. uh, because you, you kind of cited it's the redlining east of Truce that yeah. that led to, to the need for your organization. So right. I think it's awesome that a bank like Lead Bank is, is kind of stepping in now uh, to help your cause. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I asked a question there, did I? No, no, no. Oh, no yeah, you did. What's the, what's you, the partnership, partnership with Lee? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you did. You did. And 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 so I'll, I'll, I will um, normally when we talk about banks, I get a, a little sure. like, aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was contemplating how aggressive should I be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so so what, what what I'll say is that um, we started in 2020, right? We started in, in uh, May of 2020, and and so like. Literally, May 5th of 2020 is when we filed our paperwork and became an official uh, nonprofit. And uh, then, you know, I think two weeks after we started, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, the story of Ahmaud Mm -hmm. Arbery came out. uh, And then the story about Breonna Taylor came out. And then George Floyd was killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that whole summer, you know, it was this whole racial recognition just just around around the country. Uh, and, And so as we were you know, uh, on, on the rise, you know, as, as we were just starting, you know, the whole country started talking about the race, racial gap and, and redlining and, and, uh, and inequity. And I say all of that to say that uh, while we were, you know, getting some notoriety and some media attention, it garnered a, a lot of people wanting to reach out. So uh, I'll be just straight honest, honest. A lot of white, I had a lot of white people reach out to me to talk any, about any white podcasters that wanted to reach out to you. <laughs> well, so I had a lot of white people reach out to me about, uh, about what they like, Oh, here's what we, here's what we could do here. You know, like their, their ideas about how to fix racism in, in, in the country. I wanted to, you know, uh, wanted to try to try to try to do something right we are in the space of access to capital and so you can imagine when you know like so during 2020 when when uh you know the racial identity was 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 really heightened uh and we're starting to talk about access to capital specifically you know access to capital that banks have denied black people uh i got during the during 2020 i, I talked 20 different banks uh, like local here in Kansas City or or you know uh, multi states, and uh, and all of them are you know are, are talking about how uh, you know they're trying that you know they they're trying to help fix this problem and they're they're you know they love the work that we're doing and all of this and blah 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 and how they want to support us and and and, and, all, and all of that right and so what we like I said what we do is simple we raise money and then we give money uh, and. All, all of that to say that the the uh, the bank that was extremely responsive that you know, made you know solid commitments and followed through on them uh, was Lead Bank. 
like out of all out of all of the banks that we talked to. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when I was when I was that's contemplating, right, how aggressive I was saying, do I get? Am I going to name drop her? So I'm not. Uh, but I talked to twenty banks, and so just guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, so out of out of all of out of all of the banks that we talked to, Lee Bank has been our most consistent, uh, significant, and committed partner in in, uh, in you know, taking steps toward towards in, actually increasing access to capital. So long answer. No, no, no. It's a, a good answer, question. though. Um, I, and I think I, I want to get a little more into gift uh, and everything that you guys do. But I want to start with you, Brandon. Uh, what did you do before this? Uh, yeah. And are you born and raised in Kansas City? Uh, and then and what did you do before this? And, and what inspired you to start this? Is there an origin story? Is there a moment where you were like, I need to start a, a nonprofit that's, that does this function? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was a longer question. And as you can see, I get This is what I do. Like I give, I start a question and then like four questions branch off yeah. of it. And I don't know where, where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, but I can, I mean, I can answer that for an hour. So I will try not to. Uh, but so yes, I am from Kansas City, right? Born and raised here, here in Kansas City. I grew up on the east side of Kansas City. I, I went to uh, Paseo High School. Uh, I graduated from Avila University. Uh, been here my whole life, except for when I was in the army. I was I was in the army for three, four years, uh, and you know, so it was a few different few different places around the country, and then came back. Um, and and so prior to being prior to prior to starting Gift, um, you know, I, I I had a ten year career in fitness, right? So you know, I, after high school, I was a personal trainer, mm-hmm. and I was in, you know, in personal, a personal training career is really a sales career, they don't mm-hmm. tell you that, mm-hmm. uh, but that is, what it, so that is what it is. If you're thinking about going into personal training, that is just sales. And so I was a trainer, and then I got, I got an exercise physiology degree from Avalon, uh, and I, uh, I moved up into in, in the fitness industry, right? So I went from training people to training trainers to like running whole gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I reached a point in my fitness career where uh, everybody tells themselves what they're doing is for the betterment of the community, right? I'm, I'm, I am training people so I can change lives. I'm delivering pizza so that when you get your pizza, you're, you're mm-hmm. happy about, you know, not having to get up and, and do anything. So every, every, everybody tells themselves they're doing something for the betterment of, of society. Uh, and I reached a point where I couldn't, I couldn't say that to myself. You're just like too buff. You well, had too many muscles. No, I was, I was, <laughs> I was running this gym. I was doing all the business to business partnerships. Uh, the owner had hired me to run the gym and, and so I was I was doing all the sales and and uh, and growing the profit of of the gym. I wasn't changing lives. I, I was, mm-hmm. you know, to in order to train with me it was pretty expensive. Uh, and so we weren't training the people that that uh, that really needed the training. Uh, and so it was it was you know it was nice, right? It was, it was profitable for me, profitable for the owner, but it, it wasn't fulfilling. And so uh, so I stepped away from fitness completely. Uh, and I, actually, I just. I, I didn't have a job for a little while. I, I, I sat around because I knew I wanted to get into nonprofit because I figured the sales and the uh, the relationship building and business to business experience that I built could I could use that in nonprofit to serve a, a larger larger community. Uh, and so then I got to United Way, and, and so I was I was I did donor engagement and volunteer management uh, at, at United Way for about three years. And uh, was at United Way when the idea of gift came up, and so I, I always say, gift was not my idea, right? 
Uh, so we have three co-founders. It's me, Cornell Gorman, Christopher Stewart. And so we are in a Facebook group called BOBKC. So it's Black Home Businesses Kansas City. Uh, pretty pretty straightforward group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's a group full of people, you know, that, that are business owners, aspiring to be business or just want to find black businesses to, to support. And so Chris is from Kansas City, but he lives in Houston now. And he was just frustrated. He was talking about how, you know, every time he comes back to Kansas City, he didn't see the number of black owned businesses that he felt like he could or should see, uh, specifically in black communities. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's 15,000 people right here in this group. You know, we could all put in $10 a month and we could take that money. We can build up black businesses ourselves and actually make it make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so after and so this was his Facebook post was April 30th of 2020. So I remember the day mm-hmm. uh, because, again, we started May 5th. So from April 30th to May 5th is like really when, when <laughs> two, this whole thing two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, at the time, you know, I had been. Uh, I was reading a book by ta Coates, and he was talking about, in the book, uh, it was talking about how in most cities, there is, there's a, like, there's a black community that, uh, that doesn't have a lot of economic opportunity. And, and uh, he specifically referenced Michelle Obama's book, where she was talking about how she, uh, when she grew up, she had a choice. Does she stay inside of Chicago where everybody looks at looks like her mm-hmm. uh, and she's just comfortable being black? Or does she want to be successful in life, right? <laughs> does she want to be you know, economically successful, which meant going out into a world that would never let her forget that she was black? Mm-hmm. Right? And when I, you, know, you hear that and I think, man, like that's Kansas City. You know, mm-hmm. being a personal trainer, being a... a, a like fitness is a is a luxury business, right? Especially personal training mm-hmm. uh, gets to be a luxury business. And so, you know, I grew up on the east side of Kansas City, but ten years in fitness, I've worked in you know Leewood and Lee Summit and and like you know Overland Park, and so I've seen that like all of these places access like economic access. If you live there, mm-hmm. you know you you have the potential to get a high paying job right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the east side, you don't. And, and so I had been sitting thinking about why is it that we can't bring that same type of economic opportunity to the east side, to, to these people, so, so, that, so that we can bring jobs, so that we can help grow the, um, the median income levels and, and, and help change the community. And so when Chris made that Facebook post, I sat and I thought about it for about an hour and I, said, <laughs> and I thought, why won't this work? And, and for every reason it didn't work, I came up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to him. I didn't know Chris at the time. I had never met him, never heard of him. At, you were at just all. in the same Facebook group. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I reached out to him. He ignored me. Uh, I reached out to him again and said, hey, man, I, uh, I really think we can make this happen. Uh, so Cornell Gorman was one of his friends. They went to high school together and Cornell reached out to him, did the same thing. And so Chris got the three of us together. And uh, so from you know five days, April 30th, May 5th, we we. You know, probably talk two to three hours a day, ironing out some of the, the ideas and details and, and uh, really figuring out how we can make it work for the long term. Uh, and then we launched it and, you know, we're, we were willing to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a, this is a, I don't know if this is a dumb question. Maybe this is a dumb question. What is a grant? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So you're taking, like, 
the the um, you're taking in donations from people, mm-hmm. and then the goal is to just like you said, keep it simple, right? Take in money, give out money to businesses, um, but it's always referred to as providing a grant. Um, what is a grant? Is it is it like tax free money? Is there some is there something I don't know about? No, no, no. So it's not tax free. Okay, uh, Damn, but should be. But uh, I mean, when it, when there's capital, like there's. So if if I am trying to give a business money, money, mm-hmm. I mean I could just literally just give it to them. But yeah. typically it is either a loan, uh, and so obviously, obviously with a loan, you know there's there's a interest and repayment sure. and, and all of that. I could take equity, right, which means I become part owner in that business. Okay. Uh, a grant, there's no loan, there's no equity, right? It is it's technically free money. Okay. Uh, I mean it's still ta- like the government will still tax it. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have like there there is no there is no expectation or obligation to repay it at at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, saying that, I will say that we do we you know on the surface what we do is simple. Uh, we do have obviously some logical uh, some logical requirements in there. Yeah. Uh, but meeting those requirements, it is a grant. Yeah, and I, I liked your analogy too. Um, I, I reading an article, I think it was in the Kansas City Star, but. Um, you likened it to the age-old adage of like you can you can um, you know give a man a fish and feed him for a day, teach, teach a man to fish, uh, feed him for a lifetime. But what if he doesn't have a fishing pole? Right, right. And, and that is that's that is often used as an excuse for some. Um, maybe it's banks, maybe it's people who say mm-hmm. they want to get involved, but they're afraid to give capital to these businesses. Um, they say we want to provide business training, we want to provide. You know, we want to teach him how to fish, but you're saying a lot of these businesses, they don't even have the fishing pole. Exactly. To, to, yes, you can teach him how to fish, but they don't even have the fishing pole. So that analogy, I think, made sense to me. And, and that's your goal, right? It's to provide, um, I mean, $25,000 loan isn't going to make this huge corporation, but it can give someone a fishing pole, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, we are one of... I can't think of another organization that gives out grants on a consistent basis the way we do. We give out two grants a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, there, there I know that there are some organizations that give out grants probably once a year. Uh, but but we, so we, we give out grants on a very consistent basis. And uh, again, that conversation that I had in, in 2020 with those, those banks, uh, you could imagine that I, I heard things like, you know, giving them like giving people grants doesn't give them an, an incentive because they not they don't have, they have to, to pay back. exactly they don't have to pay it back they're not motivated to work hard or blah 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 uh, and so you know uh, and we're not teaching them how to manage it so what if they don't know what to do with it blah 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 mm-hmm. blah right and, and so so I, I I got that excuse happened a lot uh, from financial institutions and and you know. You expect banks to think like banks, though. So, so, so it's not really that. It's not a huge, you know, surprise. Uh, but, but that 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 is all. That is always my response, right? You know, uh, we we one of the things I say is that we're, we're, we've started because, like, we know that there are black business owners that are not able to get that access to capital, but it is not for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It is not for, you know, the the inability to properly manage money. Uh, it, is, uh, it is simply because of lack of access, right? Like, 
if I open a bakery on Prospect mm -hmm. versus opening a bakery on Main Street, and I go and you are Bank A, and I go to you and say, hey, you know, I have a bakery on Prospect, and you know, he has a bakery on Main Street. Who, who, who are you more likely yeah, to they're gonna run run it into an algorithm and exactly. look at yeah, the zip exactly. code and look at all that stuff. Exactly. And Which one of these areas is more financially stable? Um, doesn't mean that the bakery over there on Prospect won't, won't work. And so our goal is to just really just to to, to level, level the playing field, right? Mm -hmm. Like there, there have been years of financial disinvestment in the east side, um, you know, like the with – uh, red line and, and specifically with the racially restricted covenants of you know like the areas I talked about earlier, Lee Wood and sure. Shawnee and yeah. Overland Park uh, are you know, being built up on racially restricted covenants, right? You, mm -hmm. you it, it is illegal for any person of color or any non-white person to own land here, right? Sure. Uh, and, and so like that creates you know year, years and years and years of this widening uh, ra racial wealth gap, right? And so with with um, money being the resources that was taken from the community, mm -hmm. it, it is to, to us, it's only logical that is it is the resource that we put back into the community, right? Mm -hmm. And education is, is, is a thing, you know. So when we give a grant, uh, so like I said, we give two grants a month. Every time we give somebody a grant, we pay for a year's worth of business, business code. Okay. Uh, we give them an account, we pay for an account for a year, we pay for a marketing team for them. Uh, and we're partnering with Hush Blackwell, so Hush Blackwell takes them on for pro bono legal consulting. Okay. So they get a they get a business coach, an accountant, a marketing marketing, a lawyer to help their business grow. Uh, and that's also so it, you know we don't plan on trying to, and we can't we can't fix like this. It's, it's a large challenge. We can't just like you, we can't throw throw. Uh, as, as many grants as, as we want, we're not going to be the thing that, that that fixes it. Which is why partners like Lee Bank is important, right? Because we we give them these resources for a year. We give them you know this the this large cash infusion, uh, and after a year of you know of really kind of holding their hand and helping them grow, uh, they should be ready for more traditional. Uh, financial products, which is where our partnership with Lead Bank comes in and help helping those get connected uh, to 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 those financial products that can help them continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, and we, you know, we're coming up here before we know it on two years into this. Yeah. Uh, so, have you seen some success stories that are now uh, a year out and now a little bit more financially independent that they've gotten the loans, they've, they've used the business coaching and. And what 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 do some of those success stories look like so far? Yeah, yeah. So uh, our biggest our, our biggest success story is a place called Ophelia's Blue Vine, right? So they uh, so 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 it is a greenhouse right on Twenty Fourth and Vine. So if you drive down Vine Street, you will literally see mm -hmm. this greenhouse that looks out of place because it is. It's in the middle of, of a city, uh, and he grows herbs and spices. Uh, and, and all kinds of vegetables and, and, and stuff like that. And so he got a $25,000 grant from us last February. And uh, he, Perfect time to start a greenhouse, right? <laughs> right. <in February. laughs> right. Well, so, so he wasn't a startup. He had already been doing it, uh -huh. uh, and, and, which is another thing. All of the businesses that we give grants to, or none of them are pure startups. They, they okay. come to us with, with already you know, a proof of concepts uh, and, and a 
clear plan to help them get from where they are to a place that they can actually really grow and scale. Uh, and so, so with him, he got $25,000. We, he, he used it to uh, buy a new heating source that allowed him to uh, better control temperature in the greenhouse so he can grow at high capacities all, all, uh, all year round. Uh, he also got a trailer because he has multiple beds around the city uh, where where he grows more stuff at too. Uh, and so it allowed him to work more, more efficiently and effectively. Uh, with the marketing team, so so he was he was selling on Facebook. He didn't have mm -hmm. a website. Uh, he was just he was just selling on Facebook, right? The marketing team built, built a site for him. Uh, they did his logo and they uh, they did his labels. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the herb logos. Those are pretty sweet. They look nice. Yeah, yeah. So they did they did the logo for him and they did his uh, labels and they were FDA approved. Um, and and so a couple of months months after that, we ended up. You know, I ended up in uh, in a couple of meetings with some executives at Hivey. Uh and and so we got the we got some of the executives to actually go to Ophelia's, and mm -hmm. they walked around the greenhouse and and, and all, all of that, uh, and they ordered right on the spot, and so uh, because. Because of the money that he used, because of the way he spent the money, he was able to meet the demand of uh, every order from Hy-Vee. Mm -hmm. uh, because of, of the technical assistance that we gave him, the marketing and legal assistance, mm -hmm. uh, he had FDA-approved labels, he had packages, he had a website uh, for them to actually be able to order. He had all of those, those things uh, in place that he didn't have before before he got the grant. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, which so. It allowed for a quick turnaround for him to actually be able to be in high V. Uh, he is now in all twenty high V's. Uh, wow. He he has hired so he has hired uh, additional staff to like actually help him package stuff up. Mm -hmm. uh, now that he's in all twenty high V's, he's actually he's hiring a driver mm -hmm. uh, because he 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 can't continue to to make all of those deliveries himself. And you know it's on twenty fourth and Vine, so high V he he has a system in place where high V can call him in order. Uh, they, will, they will go and wash, Pay cut, up. package, and deliver the next day. Uh, and so you couldn't get it. You couldn't possibly get fresher. No, you, know, no. <laughs> you could probably yeah. get fresher her herbs than that. And so he he is an example of him using the using the money in a way that that executed a, a plan that allowed his business to grow, uh, utilizing the technical assistance in that same way, uh, and being it like he he has grown his revenue, he has created jobs, uh, like. That is what we are here for. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. like the perfect success right. story. We need twenty five thousand dollars. I know. Have you met Max Kaniger from yep. Camby's yep. Market? Right. Okay, yeah, because that would be. I'm sure there are some. Um, there's some ways that they, those two could work together. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, the 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 primary uh, source of the way you're raising money, um, does it still have that like that Facebook kind of feel to it, where you're using the the size of a crowd in order to raise money, or are you uh, Primarily leaning on corporate sponsors, or how are you raising money for your for your funds? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my other thing that I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. So we'll get there. So, oh, okay. So how hard do you want to go? Is exactly, that what you're <laughs> exactly? Uh, the idea of if fifteen thousand people gave ten dollars a month was was obviously like that. The Facebook group started like you know, everybody had had opinions, and it, mm -hmm. and, it, and it got a, got a lot of attention. Uh, and then when we did it, you know. Like, all right, well, here it is. Uh, you know, what people say and what people do are, are often 
very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so so we took that message of the 15, 15 people donated $10 a month fr- from the group to the, the, the community at large. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we started by just being on Facebook, talking to local businesses, having them amplify our story, amplify our mission, uh, and, and raise money like that. We, you know, we started in May, in, eight, in uh, August, we were able to give $10,000 Ruby Jeans Juicery to help him get through the, the, uh, the pandemic. So we had a pretty, pretty quick turnaround mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, we didn't want to spend a year raising money telling people we're going to do this thing and never doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, uh, but our, since then, our primary source of revenue has been individuals. We have over 2,500 uh, individual donors you know, ma- making donations. Our first fiscal fiscal year obviously wrapped up. Goes from May to, from May of 2020 to April of 2021. We ended up raising four hundred and forty three thousand uh, dollars. Over like two hundred and forty came from just individual people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had around we had a like, literally one hundred ninety eight thousand from foundations and sixteen thousand from like eight to ten different corporations. Okay. The, our, our corporate response in our first year was was lacking. Uh-huh. It, it was it uh, it it was identi- identified it as our our uh, our greatest potential area for improvement. Like an yeah, <laughs> you, you sound like yeah, you sound you've got the corporate lingo going because that's, yeah. that's what a manager would say to, yeah. to someone in a in a yearly <laughs> review. This right, is our greatest right. opportunity for growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so in in year two, um, you know, we we have seen greater corporate support. Uh, we've, I mean, we've gotten over a hundred thousand dollars from various corporations. Uh, in in year two, is still our greatest area for for improvement. <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah. So we. We were, and really, we've been able to leverage the amount of individual support. Uh, to to get more grants, to get grants from foundations, and to get donations for, from from corporations, right? Those foundations and corporations never want to feel like they are supporting the entire mission of, of, of an organization, sure, yeah. and, and it uh, it is it has given us the freedom to turn away some money that uh, that may have had too many strings uh, attached to it, right? And so you know, we in in our first year, we gave out what we, we gave out twenty two grants. Uh, two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars worth. We created twenty-two jobs, save save seven, and then we and one of, one of the strings that we put on our grants is that they have to send us quarterly financial reports, mm-hmm. so we can look at how this business is growing. Uh, and so in that first year, we saw an average qu- quarterly revenue growth of one hundred seventy-four point seven percent. Uh, and, and so. So we, we like we we saw some real impact, uh, and I say that to say all of that was only possible, because we had individuals driving like driving the ship, fuel, fueling our impact, fueling the funds to actually be able to give out these grants. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be an opportunity as we air this this week to to get involved and become one of those hopefully 15,000 who give $10 a month, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so we, we are still ticking away at, at 
get into that 15,000 donor number. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said a, a little bit earlier, we have around 2,500 individual donors. And so uh, we have a fundraiser going from February 21st to the 25th. Uh, and there's not a monetary goal. The goal is that we, you know, add at least 200 new individual donor, individual monthly donors. Uh, so that we can continue to do the work that we're doing, create more jobs, uh, and take a take a a really big action. Continue to take a big actionable step in closing the, uh, the racial wealth gap right here in our city. Sounds like a sounds like a challenge that I think we can put out there. Yeah, two hundred. I, I think that's doable, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's doable, and you're going to be you know, talk, talking to Kraski here uh, today as well, and so. Um, I think it's doable. I, I, I'm going to challenge our the people listening to this now to at least go to your website, check it out, and uh, if they feel like it, you know, to become one of those one of those donors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candygift.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can also text gift KC to four four three two one. So super super easy. Very easy. Don't even have to get up out of yeah. your seat, <laughs> and you can get involved. Right. You're probably so. looking at your cell phone right now anyway. Yeah. yeah. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for your time today. Um, and thanks for all the awesome things that you're doing in Kansas City. We appreciate you coming on and sharing that message with us, too. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Brandon for joining us this week. Uh, again, got to learn a lot. A great organization. Um, and I love just the cause of or the call to, hey, if everyone just gave 10 bucks a month, the difference we could make um, would be huge. So, uh, yeah. Anything else? Nope. Good interview. Okay. Yeah. So thanks again uh, to Brandon for joining. Thanks. Just go to the website. Go to the website. I I, I kind of made a little challenge to our listeners um, to Mm -hmm. to boost his uh, fundraising. And you know this is this is a um, a small nonprofit. And some of the nonprofits that we've gotten the chance to interview have been like small startup nonprofits where like if if I mean again we make a stupid podcast, but like. If our listeners were to like go there and donate ten bucks real quick, it would be he would see a huge boost and it would be really awesome. Um, so check mm-hmm. a challenge to the listeners: go out and just make a ten dollar donation. Uh, really easy to to go to their website. Um, so yeah, challenge challenge you to do that. Um, all right, so let's keep rolling through the episode. Uh, next up, we've got a uh, Boulevard who needs a beer, uh, and that is um, some neighbors in Belton. Uh, because if you live um, out in Belton, you could be getting a neighbor with a single plane or single engine plane uh, parked in the driveway, right? That's They're right. trying to um, basically come up with an ordinance to allow some some pilots to park their planes in the driveway? In their, at their house, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is um, basically, yeah, park your plane in, in your home uh, hangar um, out in Belton. This is like 230th in Prospect is the uh, proposed area for about 159-acre luxurious housing development um, where there would be about 50 homes. Um, each home has about one to three acres uh, of, of land, and on their home is a private hangar. So think of like a neighborhood development with a 3,000-foot runway, and then you land on the runway, you take off from the runway, and then you just kind of taxi your your little plane to your home in the neighborhood and then park it in your own little hangar. That sounds freaking sweet. Um, so that's what is being proposed out in Belton. They got together for a good old fashioned, um, meet the neighbors and, um, 
the, the developers on this, which I like Arrowhead Air Park, I think are the developers. There's a a ton of uh of um like airplane industry businesses in Kansas, by the way. Like a massive amount. But um uh, yeah, which Wichita, Kansas, the air capital of the world. I know, it's crazy. Um uh, but mm-hmm. uh, Arrowhead Air Park is the developer. So they had a meeting out at uh Odin's barbecue in Belton. Uh, and they invited all the neighbors that would that would, might be affected by it, which had to just be an absolute. I wish I would have gone just to to watch, um, to hear like these these developers propose this to uh, to the neighbors who might be affected by the noise pollution. But uh, but yes, um, maximum of seven takeoffs uh, and landings per day. Um, so uh, so yeah, that had that had people up in arms for sure. But. Sounds uh, sounds like a pretty cool thing. I don't know if these exist anywhere else. Um, I didn't do enough research to to look for these elsewhere, but sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I would love to see like uh, this be in an episode of Parks and Rec, and them have a town hall meeting about it. Exactly. Uh, I think I think that'd be comedy gold there. Uh, but I mean, it's the future, right? Cars flying it's basically flying like cars. having a flying car you just yep. roll out of your driveway fly somewhere and and then fly right back home so um all right sticking out um kind of south kc uh hey look there's kc we're in the news leonardo DiCaprio meme point uh lake latawana movie in the works and it's been in the works uh, since 2015 yeah done finished that's a wrap okay cut oh yes it's streaming um it's called Latawana. The name of the movie is called Latawana. Uh, it's probably in some uh, some sweet film festivals. Um, no, it, I mean it looks like you know a Kansas City made movie, but it it, um, it took a lot of work, a lot of hard work to make this. Um, it's uh, done by Trevor Hawkins, Hawkins or Hawkins, 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 who uh, grew up at Latawana, and you know it's about. Um, a, a, a young man who um, who's kind of fed up with the typical nine to five, and he decides to uh, to live in his sailboat uh, on Lake Latawana, and um, you know falls in love. But is it love? Um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, so the trailer is is pretty good, um, a good trailer, um, and the the movie poster is actually really really good. I, I really like the poster and some of the poster art for this. Uh, but yeah, check check out the trailer for Latawana. Um, it's also streaming on Apple and Google and Amazon. Amazon. So mm-hmm. um, so you can watch the whole movie there. But yeah, it took seven years to make. Uh, two lead actresses. A uh, couple changes there. The director has won an Emmy. Uh, so you got that going for it. But uh, yeah, movie called Latawana about about Lake Latawana a little bit. Okay, my friend Zach from college, he grew up on Lake Latawana, so I got to get his take. Not on a sailboat, just that's where, like, it wasn't a lake house. Like, that's just was his house where he grew up Cool on Lake Latawana. So I got to get his take on this movie. Yeah. Um, All right, uh, let's move into our uh, personal pine tars for this week. And I'll kick things off. Um, I, uh, I, I, with my... um, chase southwest card some perks come with it right yeah the perk this month was uh, like three months free of instacart deliveries sweet awesome Uh cool yeah Uh, that 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 makes it easy saves me a couple hours going to the grocery store well last week 
Uh, I put my order in. There's a picture of a bunch of bananas, like, you know, what do you call a, do you call it a bushel, a bunch? I, I don't a know. A bunch, probably. A bunch of bananas. And um, so I'm like, okay, I need one of those, thinking, you know, it's at Aldi. I know that at Aldi they all come bunched together. So I think I just need one of those. The shopper brings me one single banana. <laughs> one single banana. Like, so I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess this literally means one banana. <laughs> so now this week, obviously, I'm out of bananas. I rationed it for as long as I could, the single banana, but I'm out. So I need to order more bananas. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I just need like five bananas. So this time, I go to the order. I punch in five on that picture of bananas. So I said, okay, I need five bananas, thinking, all right, I guess this is how it works. Well, this time, the shopper picked up not only five bananas, they also substituted them to be organic bananas. There's about eight bananas per bushel per bunch. So now I've got 40 bananas arrived at my house. So um, I challenge accepted, I guess, Instacart shopper. I don't know what was going through your mind. Like, because my order wasn't like a it's a $60 order. Like it's not, it's not a lot of groceries. So I don't know what in their mind thought this small order, they're wanting 40 plus bananas to arrive to their house today. So challenge accepted. Um, I'm just eating two bananas a day for the next, (laughs) for the foreseeable future. Uh, I won't cramp. Um, I'll take some advice if anybody has some. I'm not baking. I'm not making any banana bread or anything like that. So I'm not putting them in the freezer. Uh, so if anyone's got any advice what to do with these bananas, you know, hit me up. Let me know. James, my my uh, 18-month-old son, he will house. He'll eat half of those if you let him. Done. If it were if Done. it were up to his own I'll, devices, he'd he'd eat half of those in in like a day. Okay, I'm bringing I'm bringing their organic. I'll bring them over to you when I come meet uh, Madeline. Okay, all right, um, all right. My personal pine tar. As I said, I had a baby. Great. As the dad, I did the majority of the work. I think we all know that. I think I think everyone mm-hmm. can appreciate that. So I thought I earned a good hot shower at, at the hospital. So you you deliver in the delivery room. And then after you deliver, after about an hour or two in the delivery room, then you go up to where you're going to be staying for the next two nights. So you get two nights at the hospital after you have a baby um, so that all the nurses can help you and everything like that. I did a, a ton of work. You know, obviously a lot of that's on me. I earned a real hot shower. I earned a good shower. Um, the showers at Advent Health are atrocious. Speaking of challenges, Kevin, speaking of challenges, I challenge um, Michael Necht, president at Advent Health Shawnee Mission. I challenge Terry Shaw, CEO of Advent Health Nationwide, Carrie Smith, COO of Advent Health Nationwide. Everyone in the C-suite of Advent Health needs to go take a shower at Advent Health's birth center deliver or staying night shower because every imaginable thing that you don't like about a shower this has all of them okay every so let thing, me guess some yeah start, of them. start guessing start guessing okay so i'm guessing that the shower head is at your chest 
Okay, damn it. No, it doesn't have that. It's a high shower head. That's my first head. thing. I hate, I hate a low shower head. Okay. It's like at your chest. It's a, it's a high source. shower head, but it's useless. Like, it just it's, spits it's out It's low water, water pressure. Low Obviously, water low pressure. water pressure. No hot water. Hot water, cold water. It doesn't matter where you put the dial. It's just completely random. No water pressure. Um, it, it, there's not even a, a ridge. So... So because they say it's a fall risk, if they put like even a little lip on the shower, it's all just one floor. So like mm -hmm. the bathroom where the toilet is and the sink where you yeah. brush your teeth and then the shower, it's all just one level. And so you take a shower and water's just, water's all over the bathroom. So, I mean, you want to talk about fall risk. There's just, there's just water everywhere because there's no, there's no lip. It's just, it's literally just one floor and then part of the bathroom has a shower head on it that's useless and uh and then a curtain that's like a foot off the ground like the the curtain doesn't hang anywhere near the and it's like a permanent Fall one it's, risk. Not a, it's not a tension rod it's but like it's unbelievably bad um like i saw i went and looked up the the salary of terry shaw who's the president and ceo oh kev another thing the the towels are not bigger than hand towels. I mean, like <laughs> I, I went to the to the nurse and I'm like, hey, do you have any do you have any towels for the shower? And um, she handed me one, and I was like, oh no no no, no like a shower towel. And she was like, well, yeah, that's that's all I got. Um, so I mean, bring it, your own towel. It's lesson the learned. Size of a hand towel. Um, it's just it's it's awful. It's brutal. It's the worst. So Terry Shaw made made a cool 4.7 mil last year um let's get some towels i like t if they solved the towel problem that would be that would be that would be a step in the right direction so um you know again advent health is is fantastic the people there are amazing we had incredible nurses we had incredible doctors incredible incredible staff um i'm not saying anything about the food because i'm just going to be nice there but like incredible people um really Unbelievable experience. Wouldn't go anywhere else. But, dude, the birth center is new. This is like a new birth center. Why does, how is the shower this bad? Terry Shaw, I demand that you go and shower there. The entire C-suite needs to stay there and take showers and live in there for a little bit. Um, so, and, and dry off with the hard, like, uh, you know, like sandpaper towels that are that are hand towels. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, it's like uh, I mean, people just gave birth. Like w women just gave birth. This is literally the birthing center. There's there's no other use for this wing. It's only for deliveries. You just gave birth, and then you're gonna you're gonna take a shower with no water pressure and no hot water and and towels that are made out of sandpaper. I mean, come on. Hey, uh, those those margins at hospitals are razor thin, Dave. Yeah. You got to okay. got to save a buck Terry anywhere. Four point seven <laughs> mil, uh, and then and then uh, and then also um, me and the thermostat were just uh, uh, one of the greatest rivalries in the history of of, uh, of the, uh, the dad versus the thermostat. Yes, this thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you breathed on it, and it it completely changed the uh, the climate in that room. So it was it was literally like a sketch out of a really bad sitcom where I was just, I was getting out of 
standing up from the couch like every every 15 minutes to readjust the thermostat because I, I went too far in one direction. So very sensitive, which I can appreciate um, mm-hmm. uh, because it actually changes. You know how some a lot of places like you move the thermostat and like nothing happens. Um, it actually changes, mm-hmm. but it is extreme. So um, yep. yeah, that's me. We, we have reached peak personal pine tar where we spend um, time complaining about the birthing center that um, – you know, did a excellent job Fantastic. delivering your child. Um, but we f- we find ways to complain. We'll we'll complain about anything, folks, uh, on this podcast. So, uh, all right, that is our personal pine tar uh, for this week. Uh, next up, as promised, the mixed plate of Kansas City duos. Because as we record this, it is two twenty two twenty two. So with all those twos, we thought, all right. Let's talk duos. So um, let's see. Uh, let me. Is it, are we on an odd or even? I don't know, Kev. You got to figure that out. All right. Uh, we are on episode. I mean, let's see. I mean, the Jim Cramer method has not failed us yet. Just my slow internet connection has. We're on episode 147, 147, right 147, odd, 147. Check your phone, bro. Odd 147, for odd, yep. All right, Kansas City duos. Um, all right, let me see. Uh, my meet number one, I'm going Kelsey Mahomes. Um, just I think it's probably the it's going to go down as um, one of the greatest quarterback uh, catchers quarterback and catcher of the football duos of all time. Um, and it's certainly the greatest in, in Chiefs history. Uh, and um, that's, that's why it's my meet number one. I'm going Kelsey and Mahomes. Um, that's a pretty solid. That's good. That's very good. I, uh, I like that combo there. Um, because, yeah, it is going to go down as one of the greatest duos in NFL history. Um, all right, I'm going to start this off. Um, with uh, one of my favorite duos. Uh, this duo was in action on Saturday night this past week. That's Kelly's and Wonderfuzz. Yes. There is no combination like Kelly's Westport Inn and Wonderfuzz. Just when that those two things come together, it forms just a super night out um, because you're going to go to Kelly's, you're going to get a big beer, you're going to have a ton of fun, and then all of a sudden – Oh shit! I see Wonderfuzz. They're setting up. They're about to play an insane set list that includes Bruno Mars and Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna dance my mm. face off. I'm gonna get my face melted. I'm gonna take my shirt off to Honky Tonk Woman and not get kicked out of this bar. Um, it is an incredible mm-hmm. combo. Uh, I played the tambourine just, a couple times. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so an incredible combo, Kelly's and Wonderfuzz. Gotta love it. All right. Um, my side, my meet number two here, uh, I'm going Z-Man and Fry. Z-Man and Fry from Joe's Kansas City. Um, it just, you know, I think that was the first time I ever, like one, it's just legendary. It's incredible. Uh, best fries, uh, best sandwich in the city in, in one. But I think that was like the first time I ever, um, when I was like young, felt like confident enough to say like a cool order and not just mm. not not be like, um, hi, can I have a Z-Man sandwich and an order of French fries? 
Um, you can just say Z-Man and Fry, and it's just like, boom, I know what you want, move on down the line. Um, so, yeah, Z-Man and Fry, easy, easy meet number two for me. Okay, I like it. Um, this next duo I'm going with, this is uh, early 2000s uh, Royals baseball. I'm going with Dos Carlos, Carlos Beltran yeah. and Carlos Fabulous. Hell of I mean, a... I, yeah, I thought they were going to be here to stay in Kansas City for years and years. And, and if, if it was the era of social media, we would have so many Dos Carlos t-shirts and, and, and merchandise. Oh, it would man. be insane. Damn it. Um, that's but, a, that's but the a dose, huge missed opportunity. I know. Probably it, hustles should just make them anyways. I know. I agree. I'd buy them. Um, and I know two other people who would buy them too. Um, but... Uh, uh, Dos Carlos, uh, incredible. Carlos Fabulous, Carlos Beltran, um, an awesome combo, awesome duo. I'm looking up Bel- I'm looking up Fabulous's stats. He only played for the Royals six years. Didn't do anything after. Um, what do you think his uh, What do you think his career OPS is? Oh, his career OPS is probably. Um, it's not horrible. Uh, is it? Is it six hundred? Six eighty-three. Okay. Okay. Not not horrible. Um, yeah, career batting average of two fifty on base. Three twenty-eight. Three twenty-eight on base. Three fifty-four slug. Yeah, I mean, like not, if we had a lot of second basemen after that who could not yeah. average two fifty with a three twenty-eight on base no we had a lot I mean, of second baseman who didn't do in that. six in six seasons he had freaking yeah i mean had five total war yeah that's a pretty not, good second baseman why in royal's history why didn't he play more huh all right um yeah fabulous hell yeah bro um all right uh my side number one here um i'm going neil and cliff I'm going the founders of Cerner, um, Neil Patterson, and uh, Cliff Illig. Um, not only the founders of Cerner, but the founders of Sporting Kansas City, or, or the, the revamp of, of Sporting Kansas City um, from the, the KC Wiz, um, which has had a massive impact on, on the city, as has Cerner, obviously. Um, you know, it all started on a loose park bench. Totally true story. Um, 100% true. They thought of the up. idea for Cerner on on a loose park bench. Not made up for romantic storytelling um, at all. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Neil, Neil on and On the back Cliff. of a napkin. Yep. Yeah, I'm going Neil and on Cliff. On the back of a napkin. I wonder if they – Cerner combo. needs some merch that just said – you know, like the shirts that are like Mahomes um, and Kelsey and Hill and just like Neil and Cliff because mm-hmm. everyone says that all the yeah. time. People talk about it a lot. Uh, the the old school OG Cerner people would buy that shirt, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, maybe we could wear that. Like, if anybody you know wanted to stage like a protest of being bought by Oracle, we just show yeah. up in Neil and Cliff shirts. It, and th- yeah, there's a picture of a park, the park bench in Loose Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Even though I've, I'm sure they made. Uh, a, a lot of money off of that sale. So, anyways, um, well, let's, I think they're well, yeah, families, families, yeah, trust. Um, all right, I, I think a lot of money was made by people who owned a lot of Cerner stock. 
Um, all right, so let's see. Um, okay, I'll, I'll stick with a, a dynamic duo here, uh, also related to sports. I'm going with Ewing and Muriel Kaufman. Nice. Um, so Ewing kept baseball here in Kansas City. Um, when he passed away, he made sure, like literally over his dead body, would Kansas City would baseball leave Kansas City? He made sure that it would stay here. The guy was an absolute pioneer in the game when it comes to minor league systems. People thought he was crazy with how much he started to invest in minor league systems. Uh, they thought he was crazy when he built the Royals um, uh, Academy, too, that produced players like Frank White and Amos Otis. Uh, all of this very futuristic thinking and progressive thinking that he had really changed the game of baseball. And uh, I don't think he gets enough credit, um, maybe by like true baseball junkie historians know how much he did for the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would think, but I, I don't think the common fan knows how much he did for the game and for minor league baseball and just the way teams think about their organization uh, as well. So um, Ewing and Muriel Kaufman for bringing baseball to Kansas City, keeping it here and for uh, being good stewards of the game. Well said. Um, all right, my side number two here, um, I'm going back to sports. It's just right where my head went. Sorry, everyone. I'm going Neil Smith and Derek Thomas. Um, just like one of the most uh, aggressive, feared defensive line fronts um, ever. And, and this has happened, and there was a, like, because Neil Smith banged the drum um, in, in one of the uh, Chiefs playoff games, like, there was a lot of people ragging on him for leaving for Denver. Uh, but then there was, like, you know, the pendulum swing, swung back the other way, and there was a lot of people coming to Neil Smith's defense. And it, I really didn't – I mean, I knew Neil Smith was good, but, dude, he was freaking good. I think he – I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what people say about his Hall of Fame case. But the dude is, um, the dude is an absolute stud. I mean, he had seasons um, nine and a half sacks, eight sacks, 14 and a half, 15, 15 11 and a half, 12, um, all in a row there, uh, sacks. And he was essentially a D tackle. Like, if he were playing in today's game, he'd be a D tackle mm -hmm. uh, more than a DN. But the tap, and then, you know, obviously the Hall of Fame, um, one of the five greatest, um, you know, edge rushers of all time, and, uh, and Derek Thomas being there. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, that was an incredible combo. And, and they, uh, I mean, and then Neil wearing Derek Thomas's jersey when he when he banged the drum uh brought back a lot of nostalgia for that. So uh that was Marty Ball. That was that was what the era that made Arrowhead what it is and made the Chiefs what they are. Uh so that uh I'm going Neil Smith and Derek Thomas. Yeah. He should have uh had the uh nose tape for the game when he was uh he did. banging the drum. He did. He did? Yeah. Uh and yeah, really watch highlights of those two and they could play in the NFL today. Like that's oh, how yeah. insanely athletic, fast, quick they were. I mean, watching DT in that shoulder lean getting around the edge, you're like, he would have 20 sacks a season in today's NFL, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. With how much they throw amazing. the ball. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, my uh, final duo here, uh, I'm going with um, whiskey and sherry uh, blended together to make Kansas City whiskey. Um, so go, that is that's your recipe for Kansas City whiskey. You blend some whiskey together. You blend a little sherry with it. Get that kind of sweet 
sweeter taste in the whiskey, which I think makes it perfect for old fashions in Manhattans. Um, so uh, I'm going with whiskey and sherry to make that Kansas City whiskey. Love it. Um, anything you anything left off? off the list? Yeah, Brett, Brett and White. I mean, before my time, mm-hmm. George Brett, Frank White, though, legendary, obviously, for the, uh, for the Royals. Remember one time mm-hmm. I, I, I said confidently that Frank White uh, won, like, 19 gold gloves? Close, yeah. Like eight, I think, but uh, close. Um, I had, uh, I mean, barbecue and jazz, good combo. Oh, great BB's combo. Lawn side. Yeah. BB's lawn side. Peanut um, uh, or uh, chicken wing or, you know, three wings and cheese fries. That's a good combo, good duo. Um, uh, progress and parking is what I said. Mm. Um, like anytime the city wants to make progress on something, the people are like, "Well, what about the parking, though?" I have um, the Nigro Bros, the auctioneers. Yeah, the Nigro Brothers, yeah. legendary. <laughs> gotta have them. They haven't figured out what a podcast is, but we gotta have those guys on. We gotta have them on. I also have Steak those are one of the. Those are one of the OG guests that we wanted. Yeah, I know. I was have steak and potatoes. I think, you know, Kansas City Strip, uh, steak and potatoes. Sure. That's Kansas yeah. City. I have Beltron uh, and Dye, too. Uh, mm. Carlos Beltron and Jermaine Dye. Oh, uh, um, Paul Bird and Section uh, 304 or whatever it was. It was a bird, <laughs> the Bird's Nest. The Bird's Nest. It's a great duo. Paul Bird, uh, Billy Butler and Stealing Second. <laughs> Billy Butler and Country Breakfast. Um yeah, a lot of good combos. I, I couldn't do like Holland and Davis because I felt like that was a trio, the yeah, HDH trio. Like I, I know, didn't I feel like that of, was a duo. I was trying to think of more modern Royals ones. Uh, Ned Yost and, and Bunting. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of a good Ned Yost one too, uh, but I Ned but I Yost and, and refusing to uh, to adjust his lineup to to maximize efficiency. Ned, Ned Yost and Alcides Escobar batting leadoff. <laughs> Ned Ned Yost and his gut. Ned Yost and just his gut feelings. Just you know, mm-hmm. love it. Well, hey, hey, fly, flags fly forever. So uh, no doubt. No all doubt. right, that'll do it for us for this episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening here. Maybe a day late, but we appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check out the Taco the Town podcast that we were on, uh, and uh, check us out on social media at State Your Line. We'll see you around Kansas City.